proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the message believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. On the next day, the rulers and elders and scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem, and Annas, the high priest, was there, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of high priestly descent. When they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, by what power or in what name have you done this? Sorry, my eye is a little bit itching. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man, as to how this man has been made well. Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must I repeat it, by which we must, not just can, or have an opportunity to be saved, by which we must be saved. And when the Bible speaks of must, then it must be that way. And so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we want to bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord for what Peter inspired by the Holy Spirit, taught us. And we can read it now. And we thank the Lord for your loving kindness. And I pray this morning that you might give grace to speak your wonderful word, to listen to your word, and also to act upon your precious word in the wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Now, Christ in the book of Acts, the exclusiveness of the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus is not one name amongst all others. He is the only name. That's the exclusiveness in Jesus. Hallelujah. Never ever try to compare anyone to Jesus. Never ever. No religious leader from uh, India or wherever they might come. 
No, Jesus is there exclusively the only Savior. Hallelujah. And not only can we be saved, we must be saved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now this world had great names in history and some names made people tremble. And so they did all sorts of things in history. And often it was devastation and destruction was the trail. That's all what they left behind. But there's one name, hallelujah, in history, and that is the name Jesus. Jesus, and he is the name, as the Apostle Paul says very clearly in Philippians chapter 2. He has a name far above all other names, hallelujah, that in this name every knee shall bow and every mouth confess that Jesus is the Lord to the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Now there was a lame man, he got healed. And we know this story, I preached about this a few Sundays ago. Now that was not without any consequences. When God does something, it means something. There were people, they wanted to exactly know what happened to that man. We have seen this man each time when we went to the temple. He was sitting there as a cripple and waiting for some gifts to be given to him. We know, and what happened now? They saw him running around praising God. Hallelujah. That kind of movement I like in the church. Hallelujah. Imagine somebody here this morning, ill, whatever it might be, and Jesus touches you and you jump and you jump up and say, Praise the Lord. The Lord has touched me right now. I'm free. I'm free. I've got no pain anymore. Or praise the Lord. I can believe that Jesus saved me right now. I am Born again. Hallelujah. Now here we see the next day they came together. They put, of course, John and Peter and probably also this um, uh, ex-lame man in prison. And the next morning they came together in the temple and they all were, were gathered together. And then they had some question what was the power behind? How could you do this? Or in what name did you do that? And we read a wonderful sentence, and I like it. And Peter, full of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Whenever we preach, we need to be full of the Holy Spirit. And this we see what happened. And Peter gives us here three solid reasons for how Jesus and why Jesus is exclu exclusively the only Savior and His name is the only name that is given to us. Now, His name is Jesus the Nazarene. Interesting. And there was not a great, great human thing Nazareth was not Cambridge of Israel. No. 
Nazareth was a low city. And we know that nothing good can come. So one of the disciples said before he met Jesus, what good can come from Nazareth? It was Nathaniel. And we read of him in John chapter 1. And he was said, well, we have met Jesus from Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So all these minor things and not very lifting up things were added unto the name of Jesus. Jesus from Nazareth and the son of Joseph. But he is the son of God. Hallelujah. And Jesus as a suffering servant. He had no great stately form, the Bible says. And we can read in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 2. For he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of perched ground. He had no stately form or majesty that we should took upon him or look upon him to no appearance that we should be attracted to him. As the suffering servant, he was not very majestic-like. He was just a servant and nobody looked at him. And when he came to Nazareth, the Bible speaks about very clearly in Luke chapter 4. And he came uh, out of the wilderness where he was worshipping the Father, fasting for 40 days and nights. And then he came to Nazareth. And we read there, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was this his custom, he entered the synagogue on that Sabbath and stood, off to, stood up to read. We know it was given to him, Isaiah 60. And he spoke about of the servant of God. And he said, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I am the one who is anointed with the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel to the poor. And we see, interesting, it looked very well in the beginning. And I preached this sermon, not what I'm preaching now, about uh, Nazareth years ago. And I titled this sermon, A Service That Went Sour. First, they were all highly lifted up and were rejoicing and they were marveling about the wonderful words that fell off his mouth and he spoke, that's the term. And people were so filled with joy. But then he said, well, you will say, certainly you will say, physician, heal yourself. In other words, do all these signs and wonders that we heard about you did in Capernaum. Do them here in your hometown too. 
They wanted to see some miracles. They wanted to see a show. And Jesus said no. And when Jesus said no to a show, Jesus is not into show business. Amen? Hallelujah. Jesus is not into show business. He is into saving people and healing people. Hallelujah. And then we read in verse 28. And all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage as they heard these things. Then we read, Nazareth was a low city. And in John chapter 1, 45 to 46, Philip found Nathanael. And he said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael, he said to him, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip said, Come and see. With Jesus, there's something to experience and to see. Hallelujah. And Peter said also now, He is the stone rejected by the builder. And this stone, stone has become the very cornerstone or chief cornerstone. Now we, we know if you read the Bible, I didn't count it, but uh, I guess it, at least you will find this phrase. The stone being rejected has become the chief cornerstone. You find it in the Psalms, you will find it in Isaiah, you find it in uh, uh, the Gospels, you find it also in the letter of, of um, Peter. Now what is about this? This was a saying in Israel. An old Jewish tradition and we have to know then we understand what it meant that Jesus was the stone rejected. Now, according to Roman law, everything under the earth belonged to Caesar. If you found something in the earth, you had to report it because it belonged to Caesar. And so, in the Phrygian marble quarries, that's where they got out the marble, and Rome was built with. And there was a an, an, uh, Roman officer, he was an inspector. If there was now a marble block being cut out of that quarry, this inspector went there, looked at this marble block, and from our every side, and if this marble block was good, any good for Rome's buildings, then he chiseled the word probante, that is a Latin word, probante, that means, okay, usable. But if he found a 
marble block that was not as good, then he chiseled this word or these letters R-E-P-R. Reprobatum. That's a, a Latin word. That means rejected. And so these stones were not considered for anything good. They might have been perhaps nice, a wonderful marble, but it was rejected. And that's what Jesus was. They rejected stone and he became the very, very cornerstone. Now, a Jewish tradition tells when the Solomonian temple was built, there was a cornerstone being chiseled, uh, prepared for uh, this stone to be put in the building. Now, there was a certain stone that was delivered at the, the building site, but nobody used it at the time. And this stone was prepared in a far away quarry. The builders on the building site, they put it somewhere there and didn't care very much about it. Of course, after a while, moss grew over the stone and building dust and all these things settled on the stone. Now this stone waited to be placed as cornerstone. But nobody bothered about. And even the builders, they scoffed about this stone. It was sitting somewhere on the building site, perhaps in a corner. But when the temple came finally close to conclusion or to be finished, then there was a day being set that all the people should come and watch how this cornerstone is going to place in that place that chief cornerstone. And so it was. And from there came the saying in Israel. That's why you find it over and over again in the Bible. The stone rejected by the builder became the very chief cornerstone. And that is Jesus. That's what Peter says. And he, the stone rejected by the builder, not being paid attention to, he has become the very chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. And Jesus became this stone. Isaiah 28, verse 16, the Bible says, Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a costly cornerstone, for the foundation firmly placed. He who believes in it will not be disturbed. And we see salvation is in this cornerstone. Now, only in Jesus Christ is salvation. Hallelujah. 
We do not find salvation in any kind of teachings. We find salvation in only one name. Hallelujah. In only one name. That is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What a sweet name. There were a few rejected stones. And Joseph was one of these rejected stones and became a very chief cornerstone. His brothers rejected him and we studied this in our home Bible study. I have my wife and I with all our children we come together on Monday evening at 7 o'clock and I'm trying to explain the word of God. And I tell you what, go through the study of Joseph. This man, this young man who was dedicated rather to die than sin. What a young man. What a young man. Dedicated rather to die than sin. And we know the story. He was sold to Egypt, innocently thrown into prison with two other inmates. And we know through the ministry of Joseph, he interpreted their dreams, and one died and one lived. And when I took the parallel, what happened to Jesus and what I want is to our children that understand the Bible and that in every way, in every part of the Bible, we can see Jesus. Amen? And I asked him, how many died with Jesus on the cross? There were two others as well. And see, here we see also in Joseph's life, two inmates. One died and one received life. And so we see it also with Jesus. One died and one received life. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus say? What did he say? Truly, truly I said to thee, you. Today you will be with me in paradise. And he is the one who got saved. And the other was scoffing about Jesus too. And he died. And then Joseph, he was the prime minister of Egypt. Wasn't he? Yes. Pharaoh said, you can have everything but not my throne. In other words. And that's what he wanted. And so everyone came from everywhere because it was a famine. And they came into Egypt and they had to ask for one name. What was the name? Joseph. They didn't ask for Pharaoh. They knew there's only one man in charge and that is Joseph. And Pharaoh paraded Joseph through all the land of Egypt. People bowed before him. 
and there came his brothers too. And I must smile sometimes how God can change things all around. When he was amongst his brothers and he scoffed at him and said, here comes the dreamer. It's not a very nice title to be gotten from your brothers. And so they came and they had to inquire for Joseph. And if you read this story, I, I read this story over again. And sometimes I couldn't help myself to stop my tears. The love you can see in Joseph. He became a precious cornerstone for his brothers. Before they laughed at him and scoffed at him, sold him, rejected him. But the things being rejected by man have been selected by God. Amen? Hallelujah. So, and he became the provider of food for his family. And I found another one in the Bible, another stone that was rejected and became a cornerstone. Hallelujah. Young people, I want to say something to you. Don't reject yourself. If the world rejects you, don't worry. God can elect you. And he can call you. Hallelujah. That's so wonderful. Here was David. I like the story of David. Hallelujah. David, a man after the heart of God. He was not in everything a goody-goody. He had his times where he was embarrassed about himself perhaps too. But God knew his heart. And if we open up our heart and let God sh shine and look in, in, in our hearts, then you will see God could use you. So there was a war in Israel. And we read in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And so Jesse, his father, sent him to his brothers. His brothers were at, were at war, and uh, perhaps he should bring them some sandwiches also. And he went, but David knew and heard about this uncircumcised man, this giant who's haunting the armies of Israel. So he came there and then he inquired with some of the soldiers, now what's going to happen here? What, what's, what's up here actually? And what does the one get who will slay this man? Oh, he will get Saul's daughter. You can get a princess and also 
his whole family will then be tax-free. Imagine. That's a bargain, isn't it? And then his oldest brother heard about that he was inquiring with others about these things. And we read there now, Eliab, the oldest brother heard when he spoke to the man. And Eliab angers burned against David. And he said, why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep? Do you realize something here, what he did? They put him down. Put him down. Don't worry if people put you down. The Bible says, he who will be humbled, God will lift him up. Hallelujah. And he said, well, by the way, where are your sheep? Did you look after them? And why are you here? I know your insolence and the wickedness of your heart, for you have come down in order to see the battle. David said, What have I done wrong now? Have I done something wrong? Why is he so angry? These are my words. Why is he so angry against me? And he said, what have I done? Now, was it not just a question I had? And he questioned, what's going on with this man? And we know the development. David, he understood this uncircumcised man and giant will not rule over Israel. And he took in his heart this stand. I will fight him. Yeah? I will fight him. And he fought him and David got Goliath down. And the name of David was glorified all over in Israel. I remember very, very well. We had sometimes in our Bible college American preachers. And when we had our, our yes, celebration, when we finished Bible college, and there was a preacher, a cowboy preacher. You know, the Americans, the cowboys, he came with boots up here, up to here, and they sat in the front like this with their boots and so on. And we young uh, Bible school students, we looked at this man, and he could speak really good. And he spoke about and wanted to encourage us young pastors to be he said I know even it was not the, the art David could aim at something I believe he said even if David would have spat at him by faith he would have tum, come down, tumbling down too 
Yes. So it was that faith he had. You come in your name, but I'm coming in the name of the Lord of hosts. Amen. Hallelujah. So he became now a cornerstone. Hallelujah. And Israel got freedom from the suppressor of the Philistines. What a wonderful thing. Now, and so Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, said, now this Jesus, and there's no other name, man given under heaven. You know what I mean? This name, this name must be called upon as long as you under heaven. You know what it means? As long as you live here on the earth. And that in this name, we must be saved. Anyone not Jesus saved is not saved at all. You understand what I mean? You must be Jesus saved. In the name of Jesus. And you called upon the name of Jesus. And if you have done it, you are really, really saved. Hallelujah. If you are not Jesus saved, you are not saved at all. And that's what I want to read again. Hallelujah. And it says there, and there is salvation in no one else. In no one else. For there is no other name under heaven has been given among men by which we must be saved. Hallelujah. And you can look into my Bible. This must I have underlined with a red pen. Must. Have you been saved by Jesus? Are you Jesus saved? Yes? Can you understand it right, what it means? I am Jesus saved. Hallelujah. By the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, oh, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we all might understand the exclusiveness of that wonderful name of Jesus. You are Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God. And I will worship you, Lord. And I pray this morning, if there's anyone, oh Lord, I pray, who is not Jesus saved, Lord. And as we understand, that person is not saved at all. I pray that this word might work in everybody's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.